0: The following verses are from brahma Sanghita. I worship Govinda, the primeval lord, residing in his own realm, Goloka, with Radha, resembling his own spiritual figure, the embodiment of the ecstatic potency, possessed of the sixty-four artistic activities, in the company of her confidants, Sakis embodiments of the extensions of her bodily form, permeated and vitalized by his ever-blissful spiritual ras. Lowest of all is located Dam, the mundane world. Next, above it, is Maheshdam, the abode of Mahesh. Above Maheshdam is placed Hadidham, The abode of Hadi, and above them all is located Krishna's own realm named Goloka. I adore the primeval lord Govinda, who has allotted their respective authorities to the rulers of those graded realms. I worship that transcendental seat known as Svetadweep, where, as loving consorts, the Lakshmis. In their unalloyed spiritual essence, practice the amorous service of the Supreme Lord Krishna as their only lover. Where every tree is a transcendental purpose tree, where the soil is the purpose gem, all water is nectar, every word is a song, every gate is a dance, the flute is the favorite attendant. Effulgence is full of transcendental bliss. The supreme spiritual entities are all enjoyable and tasty, where numberless milk-cows always emit transcendental oceans of milk, where there is eternal existence of transcendental time who is ever-present and without past or future, and, hence, is not subject to the quality of passing away even for the space of half a moment. That realm is known as Goloka, only to a very few self realized souls in this world. This verse was spoken by some residents of Mathura as Krishna and Balaram entered the city.
1: Dear friends, just imagine how fortunate the land of Vrindavan is where the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself is present, always decorated with flower garlands and engaged in tending the cows, along with His brother, Lord Balaram. He is always accompanied by His cowherd boyfriends, and He plays His transcendental flute. The residents of Vrindavan are fortunate to be able to constantly see the lotus feet of Krishna and Balaram, which are worshipped by great demigods like Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, and the goddess of fortune.
0: These are some of the prayers offered by Lord Brahma after he kidnapped the cows and cowherd boys. The gopis and cows of Vrindavan are so fortunate that they have been able to supply their breast milk to you persons who are engaged in performing great sacrifices cannot attain the perfection of understanding you. But simply by devotional service, these innocent village women and cows are able to satisfy you with their milk. You have drunk their milk to satisfaction, yet you are never satisfied by those engaged in performing sacrifices. How greatly fortunate are Nanda Maharaj! the cowherd men, and all the other inhabitants of Brajabumi, There is no limit to their good fortune, because the absolute truth, the source of transcendental bliss, the eternal Brahman, has become their friend. My dear Lord, no one can actually appreciate the good fortune of these residents of Vrindavan. We are all demigods, controlling deities of various senses of the living entities, and we are proud of enjoying such privileges. But actually, there is no comparison between our position and the position of these fortunate residents of Vrindavan, because they are actually relishing your presence and enjoying your association by dint of their activities. My dear Lord, I am therefore not interested in either material opulences or liberation. I am most humbly praying at your lotus feet for you to please give me any sort of birth within this Vrindavan forest so that I may be able to be favored by the dust of the feet of some of the devotees of Vrindavan. Even if I am given the chance to grow just as the humble grass in this land, that will be a glorious birth for me, but if I am not so fortunate to take birth within the forest of Vrindavan, I beg to be allowed to take birth outside the immediate area of Vrindavan, so that when the devotees go out, they will walk over me. Even that would be a great fortune for me. I am just aspiring for a birth in which I will be smeared by the dust of the devotees' feet. I can see everyone here is simply full of Krishna consciousness, they do not know anything but Mukunda. All the Vedas are indeed searching after the lotus feet of Krishna. My Lord, sometimes I am puzzled as to how your Lordship will be able to repay, in gratitude, the devotional service of these residents of Vrindavan. Although I know that you are the supreme source of all benediction. I am puzzled to know how you will be able to repay all the services that you are receiving from these residents of Vrindavan. I think of how you are so kind, so magnanimous, that even Putana, who came to cheat you by dressing herself as a very affectionate mother, was awarded liberation and the actual post of a mother. All other demons belonging to the same family, such as Agasura and Bakasura, were also favored with liberation. Under the circumstances, I am puzzled. These residents of Vrindavan have given you everything, their bodies, their minds, their love, their homes. Everything is being utilized for your purpose. So how will you be able to repay their debt? O Krishna, as long as people are not your devotees, Their desires are thieves, their homes are prisons, and their love for others is a pair of shackles binding their feet. I can also understand that your appearance as a small cowherd boy, a child of the cowherd men, is not at all a material activity. You are so much obliged by their affection that you are here to enthuse them with more loving service by your transcendental presence. In Vrindavan there is no distinction between material and spiritual because everything is dedicated to your loving service. My dear Lord, your Vrindavan pastimes are simply to enthuse your devotees. If someone takes your Vrindavan pastimes to be material, he will be misled. My dear Lord, I have nothing to say about the people who advertise that they have already realized God, or that by their realization they have themselves become God. But as far as I am concerned, I admit frankly that for me it is not possible to realize you by my body, mind, or speech. What can I say about you, or how can I realize you by my senses? My dear Lord, You are the Supreme Lord of all creation, although I sometimes falsely think that I am the master of this universe. I may be the master of this universe, but there are innumerable universes, and there are innumerable Brahmas also who preside over these universes. But actually, you are the master of them all. As the Supersoul in everyone's heart, you know everything. Please, therefore, Accept me as your surrendered servant. I hope that you will excuse me for disturbing you in your pastimes with your friends and calves. My dear Lord Krishna. your very name suggests that you are all attractive. The attraction of the sun and the moon are all due to you. By the attraction of the sun, you are beautifying the very existence of the Yaru dynasty. And, with the attraction of the moon, you are enhancing the potency of the land, the demigods, the Brahmins, the cows, and the oceans. Because of your supreme attraction, demons like Kansa and others are annihilated. Therefore, it is my deliberate conclusion that you are the only worshipable deity within the creation, Accept my humble obeisances until the annihilation of the material world. As long as there is sunshine within this material world, kindly accept my humble obeisances. It is quite natural for these Vrindavan inhabitants to thus receive a great personality like you. The herbs, creepers and plants are also so fortunate to touch your lotus feet and by your touching the twigs with your hands, these small plants are also made glorious. As for the hills and the rivers, they too are now glorious because you are glancing at them. Above all, the damsels of Braja, the gopis, attracted by your beauty, are the most glorious because you embrace them with your strong arms. the following verses were spoken by the gopis
1: dear friends our Vrindavan is proclaiming the glories of this entire earth because this planet is glorified by the lotus footprints of the son of devaki besides that when govinda plays his flute the peacocks immediately become mad when all the animals and trees and plants Either on the top of Govardhan Hill or in the valley, see the dancing of the peacock, they all stand still and listen to the transcendental sound of the flute with great attention. Of all the devotees, this Govardhan Hill is the best. O my friends, this hill supplies Krishna and Balaram, along with their calves, cows, and cowherd friends with all kinds of necessities. Water for drinking, very soft grass, caves, fruits and flowers and vegetables. In this way the hill offers respects to the Lord. Being touched by the lotus feet of Krishna and Balaram, Govardhan Hill appears very jubilant. The scorching heat of the autumn sunshine was sometimes intolerable, and therefore the clouds in the sky appeared in sympathy above Krishna and Balaram and their boyfriends while they engaged in blowing their flutes. The clouds served as a soothing umbrella over their heads just to make friendship with Krishna. Even the river Yamuna being desirous to embrace the lotus feet of krishna after hearing the transcendental sound vibration of his flute broke her fierce waves to flow very nicely with lotus flowers in her hands just to present to mukunda with deep feeling just by krishna's association the trees plants and other vegetation in the forest immediately became krishna conscious a Krishna conscious person sacrifices everything for Krishna. Although trees and plants are not very advanced in consciousness by the association of Krishna and his friends, they also became Krishna conscious. They want to deliver everything, whatever they have, their fruits, flowers, and honey incessantly falling from their branches.
0: This description was spoken by Lord Krishna to His brother Balaram. I think the drones that are buzzing all around you must have been your devotees in their past lives. They cannot leave your company because no one can be a better, more affectionate master than you. You are the original and Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the drones are just trying to spread your glories by chanting at every moment. I think some of them must be great sages, devotees of your lordship, and they are disguising themselves in the form of drones because they are unable to give up your company, even for a moment. The gopis said,
1: Krishna would play his flute, and the sounds became so sweet to hear that the aquatics, the cranes, Swans and ducks and other birds were charmed. Instead of swimming or flying, they became stunned. They closed their eyes and entered a trance of meditation in worship of Krishna. My dear mother, the birds who are all looking at Krishna playing on his flute. Are sitting very attentively on the branches and twigs of different trees. From their features, it appears that they have forgotten everything and are engaged only in hearing Krishna's flute. This proves that they are not ordinary birds. They are great sages and devotees, and just to hear Krishna's flute, they have appeared in Vrindavan forest as birds. Blessed are all these foolish deer, because they have approached Maharaj Nanda's son, who is gorgeously dressed and is playing on his flute. Indeed, both the doe and the bucks worship the Lord with looks of love and affection. My dear friends, the cows are also charmed as soon as they hear the transcendental sound of the flute of Krishna. It sounds to them like pouring of nectar, and they immediately spread their long ears just to catch the liquid nectar of the flute. As for the calves, they are seen with the nipples of their mothers pressed in their mouths, but they cannot suck the milk. They remain struck with devotion and tears glide down their eyes, illustrating vividly how they are embracing Krishna heart to heart. When Krishna plays his flute, all the cows and other animals of Vrindavan, although engaged in eating, simply take a morsel of food in their mouths and stop chewing. Their ears raise up, and they become stunned. They do not appear alive, but like painted animals. Krishna's flute playing is so attractive that even the animals become enchanted. And what to speak of ourselves! The wanton aborigine girls also become fully satisfied. When they smeared their faces and breasts with the dust of Vrindavan, which was reddish with the touch of Krishna's lotus feet. The Aborigine girls had very full breasts, and they were also very lusty. But when their lovers felt their breasts, they were not satisfied. When they came out into the midst of the forest, they saw that while Krishna was walking, Some of the leaves and creepers of Vrindavan turned reddish from the kumkum powder which fell from his lotus feet. His lotus feet were held by the gopis on their breasts, which were also smeared with kumkum powder. But when Krishna travelled in Vrindavan forest with Balaram and his boyfriends, the reddish powder fell on the ground of the Vrindavan forest. So the lusty aborigine girls, while looking toward Krishna playing on His flute, saw the reddish kumkum powder on the ground, and immediately took it and smeared it over their faces and breasts. In this way they became fully satisfied, although they were not satisfied when their lovers touched their breasts.
0: While describing the killing of Agasura, Sukadev Goswami explained, Sometimes Krishna would go to a somewhat distant place to see the beauty of the forest. Then all the other boys would run to accompany him, each one saying, I shall be the first to run and touch Krishna. I shall touch Krishna first. In this way they enjoyed life by repeatedly touching Krishna. In this way, All the cowherd boys used to play with Krishna, who is the source of the brahman effulgence for jñānīs desiring to merge into that effulgence, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead for the devotees who have accepted eternal servitorship, and who, for ordinary persons, is but another ordinary child. The cowherd boys having accumulated the results of pious activities for many lives, were able to associate in this way with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. How can one explain their good fortune? Yogis may undergo severe austerities and penances for many births, practicing yama, niyama, asana, and pranayama, none of which are easily performed. Yet, in due course of time, when these yogis attain the perfection of controlling the mind, they will still be unable to taste even a particle of dust from the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. What then can we describe about the great fortune of the inhabitants of Bhumi, Vrindavan, with whom the Supreme Personality of Godhead personally lived and who saw the Lord face to face? While narrating the pastime of killing Dinukasura, Sukadev Goswami said, When Krishna would feel tired and fatigued, he would sometimes take shelter of the root of a big tree or the lap of a cowherd boy and lie down. When he would lie down with a boy or a root as his pillow, some of the boys would come and massage his legs, and some would fan his body with a fan made from leaves. Some of the more talented boys would sing in very sweet voices to please him.